Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, experts, tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode is brought to you by Tennis Express. Please check them out this week by going to EssentialTennis.com slash Express. Thanks very much for joining me on today's episode. For those of you that are really loyal listeners, I apologize that this is a day late, which almost never, ever happens. I got in late yesterday from a conference I was at in Phoenix. Actually, I was, I was there with Will from FuzzyYellowBalls.com. We had a great time, but really exhausting uh, weekend. And uh, hopefully I'm able to kind of keep my energy level up today on, on today's episode. I, I'm really kind of recovering from uh, the long weekend. It really worked hard. So uh, so apologize for, for being a day late this week. Um, make sure that you, you stay tuned in for the end of today's show. I'm going to be reading a couple of comments from last week's show where I uh, featured a question from somebody asking if he should quit tennis and got a lot of response from that episode, which I was kind of surprised at a little bit. But I'm going to read some of those, uh, <clears throat> some of the comments that I got after that uh, episode. And lastly, there are some spots still open, or actually have opened up. Um, there was only one spot left originally for uh, one of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the next essential tennis clinics in Palm Springs, California. November 12th and 13th, and this is a 4.0 to 4.5 level clinic, and there's currently three spots open. A couple of people had to unfortunately uh, pull out and, and leave their spot, and so we've got a couple of spots open, and if you're a 4.0 or a 4.5 player, I would love to work with you personally on your tennis game in Palm Springs this coming November uh, 12th and 13th. So if you have any questions on that, go to EssentialTennis.com. You'll see a, uh, uh, one of the links in the menu that says Clinics. Click on that. There'll be a bunch of uh, information, and you'll be able to sign up there as well. Or if you have any questions, you can always just shoot me an email to Ian at EssentialTennis.com. All right, let's get to today's topic. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right. Interesting topic for today's episode of the podcast. I'm pretty sure that we haven't talked about this on the show before. Today's topic is going to be about how to slide on clay, which is if you're going to play on tennis, play tennis on clay on a regular basis at all, which it's very popular for many people. Um, especially here in America, um, it's especially popular for people that are getting up in age and, and getting a little bit older because clay tends to be a little bit easier on the body. Of course, in in Europe um, and in South America, clay is just more popular in general. But very often, I mean, where I'm from here in the U.S., um, I didn't play on a clay court until pretty late in my junior career. I'm from the northern part of the country in uh, Wisconsin, and you very rarely see uh, clay courts in uh, Wisconsin. Anyway, 
being able to slide on clay can be very, very, very useful. And here's the question that Peter in Sweden wrote to me and asked. I, I um, have a not so much a question, but a suggestion for an interesting topic on your podcast. It's about sliding on a clay court. In Europe, the clay season has started, and also the ATP World Tour in the middle of its, is in its in the middle of its clay court season. There are several differences and adjustments to make when you go over to clay. One fun and interesting thing is going from hard to clay court is the ability to slide. If you're not Monfils, of course, uh, who seems to be able to slide on any surface, then being able to learn how to at least do it on clay could be useful. Uh, one topic that would be interesting would be to hear your view on the benefits of sliding, how to practice a slide, slide technique, and different types of shoes, and so on. Okay. So, Peter, good good stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to split this up into three different sections, three different kind of keys or main things that you need to be able to do well in order to slide effectively on clay. So, slide key number one is you must be moving fast enough in the first place. And this sounds like it should be really obvious, but um, I've heard uh, the last club that I taught at had a lot of clay courts outside, uh, out here in Maryland. And it was pretty common that either a junior player or, or an adult player would come out to the clay courts, maybe for the first time for the outdoor season or, or whatever, and would be kind of trying to figure out how to slide. And they'd be like, oh, I just, I don't get it. And they'd maybe like, you know, get moving on the, cl- on the courts and then like try to practice sliding. And they couldn't go more than like two or three or maybe six inches and then their foot would just kind of stick and they would, you know, kind of half fall over because they didn't really go anywhere once they tried to initiate the slide. And very often, that's simply because the player just doesn't have enough speed. If you don't have enough speed in the first place, you're not going to slide (laughs) if you try to, or maybe you will for just a couple inches, but then the kind of the friction between your foot and the court will grab again, and you'll you'll kind of get stuck, and your feet will stop, and your upper body wants to keep going, and, and that's obviously not a good thing. So in order to make this work, you have to have a good enough top speed to be able to make this work in the first place. And, you know, some of you listening to me, I mean, just legitimately just can't get moving fast enough in terms of top speed, even on a clay court, to be able to really slide and really take advantage of it. And if that's you, then that's that's totally fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want to throw that out there because some people, I, I've seen recreational players kind of be confused by the process in the past. It was simply a matter of top speed. If you're fast enough, you can even slide on hard hard courts. That's something that I definitely used to do all the time. Uh, speed is one of my major strengths in my game. And I was able to slide on hard courts. And it, de- it depended on the court as well. Some hard courts are more gritty than others. But I definitely used to slide on a regular basis. And there's several you know professional players that are kind of known for that as well. Now, it's not, as, not nearly as long of a slide you know, on a, on a clay court, I can put down like a six or an eight foot slide. That's not going to happen on a hard court. Uh, you know, at the same speed, I'll slide maybe a foot or two feet, you know, on a hard court. So it's obviously still different, but just thought that I'd, I'd throw that out there. So that's slide key number one. You've got to be moving fast enough in the first place. Slide key number two 
is put your best foot forward. Now, everybody has a dominant foot, and you might not know this, but every, uh, pretty everybody is either right-footed or left-footed. And you might be close to just as coordinated with both or just as strong with both or confident with both, but pretty much everybody has one or the other that they prefer. Uh, and if you're not sure which foot dominant you are, then I suggest you take two tennis balls, uh, drop one out in front of you, and try to kick the ball over the net. You're standing on a, on a tennis court. Let's say stand on the service line and uh, drop the ball just right in front of you, let it bounce, and then use your right foot and try to kick the ball over the net. Then drop the second tennis ball, let it bounce, and try to kick the ball over the net with your left foot. For most people, it'll be really obvious which foot is more coordinated. They'll, you know, maybe not get it over the net, or maybe they will, like, easily with one foot, and the other foot, it's, like, not even close. Or, like, they'll, they'll like, kick for it and miss it, you know, like, literally, like, miss the ball. Or it, it should be relatively easy for you to figure out which foot is more comfortable, which foot is more coordinated. Uh, for me, I'm right foot dominant. So this is important to know because very often it's most comfortable once you, as, again, key number one, have enough speed. Once you have enough speed, it's very often most comfortable to lead the slide with your dominant foot. And this is what I do, and I see pro players do this as well, not always, but pretty frequently, is that they'll always lead with their dominant foot. So for me, I'm I'm left-handed, and I'm right foot dominant. So I, I tend to slide leading with my right foot, which means that on my backhand side, I tend to slide in an open stance. So my right, I'm, I'm moving out to my right, and uh, I lead with my right foot. So that means I'm in kind of an open stance on my backhand side. On my forehand side, side, I tend to slide with a closed stance because I'm running out to my left, and then I, I go across and lead with my right foot. So that closes my stance. Now, I don't always do it that way. Once in a while, I'll slide with an open stance on my um, forehand side, and once in a while, I'll slide with a closed stance on my backhand side. It, it kind of depends on the situation, exactly how defensive of a position that you're being put in, uh, exactly how comfortably you're getting there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's, there's lots of variables involved. My best, um, my best advice for you is to practice practice both. Practice in an open stance and a closed stance on both sides, on both your forehand and backhand side. See what's most comfortable. And when I say practice, I mean without even a ball. Um, Just go out there with your racket onto a clay court. Practice gathering up, you know, full speed and then sliding, leading with each foot, right and left foot on both your forehand and backhand side. Experiment as much as possible. And then get into a rally with a partner and experiment there as well during actual rallies or maybe even during actual point plays. So find out what feels most confident for you, most comfortable for you, and then stick with that. You will see, you will see there's no right or wrong answer to this per se. Um, you will see pros use both feet on both sides, again, depending on the situation, um, depending on what's most comfortable to them. So that's the main part of uh, key number two is uh, deciding which foot to slide with. And then kind of moving on with, with number two, uh, the, uh, the actual technique of it is important. You want the weight to be 
over your lead foot as the slide initiates. So don't lean over your back foot. You want your weight to be over your lead foot. So if you're right-handed and you're running out to a forehand and you're just going to barely reach it and you go into a slide, you lead with, let's say, let's, let's say that you lead with your, your right foot. You want your weight to be over your right foot. So this is a, so imagine kind of loading up on your uh, outside foot as you would for an open stance forehand. That's how you want your weight to, to kind of um, be balanced over that leading foot. And then your, your back foot will just kind of help for, will kind of help maintain your balance by kind of dragging the toe. And this is especially uh, common for a drop shot recovery on clay, where you'll see a player run forwards, initiate the slide onto their front foot. Their weight will be over their front foot, foot as they slide. So their front foot is flat on the court surface or maybe on the ball of their foot. And then the back foot, most commonly, is pointed with the toes dragging behind. So you won't see, you won't really see professional players slide with both feet flat on the court. You'll see the front foot flat, and that's where, the, again, that's where the weight is centered over. And so you kind of have that flat base for stability. And then the the back foot or the the foot that isn't leading the slide, usually the toes are are down, and that kind of continues to help with balance. But you don't really want both feet flat on the court because you won't you won't slide nearly as easily. There's just a lot more traction there. And so if you uh, watch either on TV or in person on a clay court and you look at the slide marks, if you walk out onto a court after a a high level player has played who slides a lot on clay, you'll see a uh, kind of a thicker line in front and then a thin line in back. Very, very, very common for for slides on clay. And the, the thick line is from the leading flat you know foot that's down on the court with the weight over it and the thin line is from the toes trailing behind so watch for that you, you, you can see that on tv too after uh, players have slid on a uh, on a clay court okay so that's um slide key number two and moving on to our final one slide key number three timing is everything any, and let me start off by saying that any slide is better than none. Okay, so if, if you can get moving fast enough to, to use a slide, it's definitely better than not sliding at all. Sometimes you'll see players who are not comfortable on clay at all. They'll kind of hit, they'll kind of run, you know, go for a running shot, hit, and then they'll have to take like six or eight little steps after contact as their body like, their body weight moves way past the point of contact and they'll have to kind of gather their balance with a bunch of little steps and that leads the player way off the court and way away from where they want to recover to. So the slide is good because it helps you gather your balance and prepare to recover toward, back towards the middle of the court much more quickly and efficiently. If you're moving really quickly and you don't slide, then it takes many, many extra steps to gather your balance and get yourself back towards the middle of the court. So so just sliding in general is on clay is much better than not sliding. But if you can time it well, time it correctly, it's even that much better. And you want to time the slide so that you begin the slide, you initiate the slide before you hit the ball. And this is where, this is the hardest part. You know, if you're not sliding at all right now, just work on the technique of it work on getting up enough speed, 
you know, work on leading with the with your dominant foot or whichever foot is most comfortable for you, and then having the toes, you know, dragging uh, back on on the back foot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you're already doing a good job with that, then work on the timing of your slide. And put, here's kind of the progression: uh, new player on clay won't even slide at all, and they're just kind of just running past contact all over the place, all over the court. Um, progression number two is player learns how to start to slide and they'll hit the ball and then slide after to gather their balance and get back. And then an expert player on clay will begin to slide before they even hit the ball. They'll slide into the shot and then their balance, their their momentum will stop very soon after contact so that they can even more quickly get back to the uh, the recovery point, the center of the baseline or wherever they're recovering to. So that's kind of the progression of uh, beginner to expert. And that's what you should be shooting for is eventually timing your slide so that you begin the slide before you hit the ball, hit the ball while you're sliding, and then very shortly after contact, uh, your slide stops, your momentum finally you know comes to a stop in the slide, and then you recover very quickly after contact. I've heard um I've heard the process of hitting and then sliding after the hit. I, I've heard that referred to as an American slide. Because, you know, Americans just typically are just not as good on clay. Because we just don't have as many clay courts here in the US as in Europe and in South America. So that's the American slide. His hit first and then slide, as opposed to sliding into the shot and then being able to recover more quickly. And that just wastes time, so it's not as good. All right. Um, so, Peter, in Sweden, there you go. Slide key number one. Got to be moving fast enough in the first place. Slide key number two. Put your best foot forward. Figure out which is your dominant foot. Very often, that's the best. Uh, but experiment and practice and make sure that your weight is over that front foot and your toes are dragging behind on the back foot. And slide key number three is timing is everything. Work towards initiating the slide before you make contact so that you can very quickly gather your balance and recover after contact. So Peter, hopefully that's helpful. Um, Really good question, good topic. Happy that I was uh, able to talk about this on the podcast. Best of luck and let me know how you do. does it for podcast episode number 192 thank you very much for listening if you're listening to my voice right now i really appreciate having you as a listener of the show i hope today's episode was helpful and uh, i want to read uh, just a couple of the comments that were left in last week's episode you know to be totally you know there's some episodes that while I'm recording the podcast, I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know, this is an awesome topic and I, I really feel confident about the outline that I've put together and I think I've, I'm really hitting important stuff and I'm just thinking, this is going to be great. People are going to love this episode. <laughs> and then uh, other, uh, other episodes I'm, I'm recording and talking about it, I'm thinking, I don't know, this is kind of maybe a little boring, moving a little bit slow. That's how I kind of thought last week's episode went. <laughs> Not that I didn't think it was an interesting topic, but I didn't I didn't think that to the audience, those of you listening, it was going to be super interesting or super popular. I didn't think it was going to apply to very many people, but I was wrong. <laughs> and there is 
uh, I think I think the comments are like in the fifties or sixties, at least in the fifties. And I've I've tried to reply to all of them. I might have missed a couple, but um, really interesting responses and very very strong and emotional responses to last week's podcast, which I th- I found really interesting. And they basically fell into three categories. There were um, people that were that that were saying to the person I answered the question of who who was saying I'm thinking about quitting tennis and you know I'm not doing as well as I thought I would. There were people that were basically like, oh, just have fun, you know, don't worry about it too much. This should be enjoyable, and you know, we're really blessed to be able to play tennis, and you know, don't take it so seriously. Then there were people that were angry. <laughs> These were the ones I found most interesting. There, there were a bunch of uh, people who responded who were basically saying, who's this guy I think he is? I've been playing tennis for a hundred years and I, you know, exa- I'm exaggerating, obviously. I, you know, I've been playing tennis forever and, you know, get over yourself, right? <laughs> and then there were people who replied and said, I totally know where you're coming from. I struggle with these exact same things. I get super frustrated too. I've thought about quitting. It was kind of empathy, you know, saying, I totally know where you're coming from. So I, the comments kind of landed into those three main categories. And I, I've just picked one out from each category here. And um, I'll go ahead and read those. So the first one from, uh, I apologize, I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this, but Milad, M-I-L-A-D, wrote and said, We forget sometimes the blessing of being able to play a game that we all love so much. Twisted ankles, knees, or tennis elbow, life-altering accidents, or the inability to play because of other commitments, all obstacles that keep us away from the game we love. So, if and when we can play, give thanks and be glad that you are capable of playing, because there are so many people that wish they could play and can't anymore. Let's be grateful. So, I... I... And by the way, I, I, I can totally agree with each of these three main approaches. I, I do. Milad, um, I think that's a really good point. And I agree that Daniel, from, from the question last week, should be happy that, that he just has the ability. And, you know, his parents have the, have the money to, to let him play and, and go take lessons and et cetera. So I, I totally agree with that, with that viewpoint. So next up from Henry. And I had to edit. Henry's comments a little bit. Uh, As an old hacker who has considered giving up the game many times, all I can say that it's not hills and valleys. If you're playing your usual old dink game against a bunch of dinkers, it's not much fun. But then, if you're lucky, you play someone who actually hits the ball and you realize that your tennis game has nothing to do with who you are. It's not your identity. So, um, So you go out, stop all the expletive thinking, that automatically screws you up, try, really try to get every ball back, focus, love the fun of it, and enjoy the expletive out of it. (laughs) And if you lose, you lose. But you walk off the court knowing that it's in you and that whenever the next, whatever the, the next match brings, you had a great time and you can do it again and play again. Um, and get away from those dinkers. It's not your life. You're not a professional. So just go and play hard and hit the expletive ball. <laughs> it's a great game. Come on. You could be playing golf, for God's sakes. Now, there's a true waste of time. 
Uh, so, so Henry kind of coming from the, uh, disgruntled, you know, uh, experienced player who's saying, listen, just get over yourself. You're not a professional player. And I, and I agree with that. You know, you can't take yourself too seriously out there. None of us, you know, listening, at least as far as I know, none of us, you know, me or anybody listening uh, is a professional player, somebody who's earning their income playing tennis competitively and so i from that perspective i agree with what henry is saying um you can't take yourself you can't take the game too seriously or it starts to be really you know unpleasant it's not fun anymore so i I can understand that viewpoint as well uh and then lastly here i got a comment from beth hey daniel i'm often right there with you when your frustration level has gone way above your fun level, and he says, I lost 5-7 this past weekend after being up 5-2 on my serve and did share those things, uh, the, and the, uh, what's the point thought with you? Uh, Beth saying, you know, he was thinking to himself, what's the point of this, you know, after being up and then, and then losing? I've coached high school sports for 30 plus years and been a tennis player for the last five years. The first thing he said is absolutely true, time. I ask all the guys I play against now how long they've been playing and at five years, I am the newbie. But much like you and your one, two, and three varsity guys, I now lose to the best players uh, where I live instead of losing to the average guys. The guys I hit with have played USCA leagues for more years than I have played. I'm, di- I'm different than Ian when he mentioned the mano a mano, uh, me against him thing. For me, it's me against me. And Ian has harassed me about my expectations and being too hard on myself as well. But I look for personal benchmarks and improvement. So, so kind of the, you know, I totally, you know, empathy there. Beth saying, I'm right there with you. You know, I've got the same, I had the same struggles, etc. So, so those are just three examples of those kind of three different types of responses. Again, lots of them, though. And thank you to everybody that took the time to, to write your comments. There are many, many more that I, I really enjoyed reading, and I, I'd love to read all of them, but there's obviously not enough time for that. So thank you very much to everybody that left your thoughts and comments. If you have any thoughts or comments on today's episode, number 192, about how to slide on clay, go to EssentialTennis.com, click on Podcast, and then leave your comment for episode number 192. So until next week, thank you very much for listening. Great to have you as a uh, listener. Thank you for giving me a half an hour of your time this week. And I really look forward to being back behind the mic again next week. So until then, take care and good luck, good luck with your tennis. 